We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCAChurch.com and join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. When it comes to some hard times in life. Today the title of my message is Amped. Amped. I was thinking about this in our world that we're living in, in our society, there are a lot of loud voices that are trying to get your attention. A lot of loud noise that tries to clutter up our minds. And uh, I wonder in all of this society of loud noises and loud voices, how does the church get to the place to where we are heard? You know, a lot of voices are heard today. Uh, but the church voice seems to be getting a little softer and a little quieter in our society. And we, we hear voices of different groups in our nation. And they get loud and they get attention. And um, yet the voice of the church seems to be getting a little quieter and a little quieter. And, and I, I think today that the church needs to get amped up. We need to get a little louder, a little stronger in our witness, a little louder, a little stronger in our effectiveness in our communities. I believe that. I'm a firm believer that we are witnesses first in Jerusalem. This is Ponca City. This is our Jerusalem. I want our church to be loud outside of the building. I want our church to, to reach Newkirk and Blackwell and Tonkawa and Scheidler and Stillwater because we have good news. Good news. Today I want to talk to you, not everybody else, but I want to talk to you about when and how to get loud, to get amped up. I have found that when we have obstacles... We don't look at them as opportunities, but we look at them as times where we get quieter. We, we, we tend to withdraw within ourselves. And Jesus told us that we're going to have obstacles. You're going to have tribulations and trials. But when you have those, understand this one thing, that Jesus overcame all of them. And if we are in Christ... I believe that we also will overcome obstacles. And when we go through them, our obstacles become opportunities for our voices to be heard. We have several in our church that have been healed. In those times of adversity, when God provides the healing, they give a testimony. It is a time when their voices get heard. Here's what God has done in my life. When God redeems someone and calls them out of darkness into light, we, we have testimonies. Look what God has done in my life. And we hear them. I believe today that our obstacles need to be opportunities. And so if you have your Bibles, turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10. Paul wrote to Timothy and said, but it has now been revealed. Revealed. This means our eyes have been opened through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus. Here's what he did. He has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. In other words, the life of Jesus, the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus has given a loud voice. And the voice that is louder now than ever before is that he has destroyed death. 
He's brought life back into the emphasis and immortality. Immortality. Today you will live forever. You just have to determine where. Right? We're all going to live forever. We are now making the choices of where we will live forever. But Jesus' life come to bring focus and light and a loud, amped up voice. I've come to give you life to the abundance. I've come to destroy the fear of death. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will, what? Fear no more. Fear has gripped a lot of people's life when it comes to death. So far, it is the only way except for two men to get out of here. It's death. The older we get, the more we have to think about it. And the more opportunities it is for fear. Look at Hebrews 2.15. And free those who all their lives were held in slavery by the fear of death. Can you imagine people living their entire life in the fear of death? I had a few years of my life where I lived that way. My dad died at the same age I am living right now. He died at 57 from brain tumors. And so for a few years there I was wondering, am I about to get some kind of terminal sickness? Or Because all of his brothers died very young, uh, late 50s, early 60s, that was the longest they lived. I know I have my father's DNA inside of me, so I'm, and I'm thinking, am I going to die young? Am I going to ever get to see my grandkids and all? How many of you have ever had the enemy lie to you like that, right? But I don't live there very long because Christ came to give a louder voice to life than death gets. He comes to give a louder voice and gets amped up about, hey, you know what? When you walk through that valley, I'm going to be right there with you. And so remove the fear of death. Some people have their entire lives gripped and Christ come to give a loud voice to getting rid of the fear of death. We, we have a, a passage in the New Testament to where a young man was struck with illness. His name was Epaphroditus. Now Epaphroditus had one mission and this mission was to get the offering that was taken to get that offering to Paul so that it could be used in ministry. But in this process, he became very, very ill. Philippians 2.27 says this. Indeed, he was ill and almost died. That's pretty serious, isn't it? But God had mercy on him and not on him all only, but also on me, Paul said. Mercy on me too. Because if he would have died, it would have been sorrow upon sorrow. This is a nautical term that means... If he would have died and not gotten the offering here, it would have been wave after wave after wave of sorrow. But thanks be to God that, that saved his life. Now I know all of the theologians are saying, hey, but pastor, doesn't Paul know that Jesus was resurrected from the dead? Yes. Doesn't he know that if Epaphroditus had died, that he too would have life after death? Absolutely. Paul says, I want to know Christ in the power of his resurrection. We find in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul spoke of a man. Most theologians think it was Paul himself. But Paul said it this way. Hey, you know what? I know a guy. I got a guy. Who was translated up into heaven. And he talked about all the things that he saw. 
See, I believe that was Paul. I believe that God gave him a vision of a louder voice than, than the fear of death or the things that are going to come Paul's way. That he let him see just a little glimpse of what lies beyond. You see, today we're not living for what's here. We're not living to hear the voices of what all society is doing around here. This is not our home. And we need to have an amped up, louder voice. Hey, you know what? I hear what you're saying. But I want you to hear what I'm saying. What the Word of God is saying. When we find people going through obstacles, we need to give that an opportunity to share Jesus Christ. An opportunity for us to say, hey, I've been right there where you're at. And look at what God did. He removed the fear. He gives me life. He gives me hope. He gives me joy. He gives me peace. How do we go through these things? Because we have an amped up louder voice in our spirit that says I have destroyed the fear of death in your life. Because to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. Why do we fear this thing called death? Why do we fear the voices of of society. They're not fearful of the church. They're not fearful of Christianity. Paul said this would have been wave upon wave of sorrow. Why? Because I would have missed my brother here on earth. A nautical term. Sandy and I love the ocean. We love the ocean. We go to the beach. We stand out there in the waves. And here's what I have figured out. If you stand there and watch long enough, you will find that all waves come in sets of three. One, two, three. And then there's a quiet. And then one, two. I don't know why it does that. But it sets of three. Now I could spiritualize it like I did on the beach. Well, there's the Father. There's the Son. There's the Holy Spirit. But every now and then I learned another thing. Never turn your back on the ocean. <laughs> Never. Because we've gotten out in those waves. And all of a sudden, Sandy's closer to the beast than I am. And so I'll, I'll turn around and face her. And we're laughing and jumping in the waves. And then all of a sudden, one, two, three. Take a breath. Relax. Every now and then, there is a rogue wave. <laughs> That will catch you off guard. And will flip you over. Make you suck in about five gallons of salt water. Have you spitting and sputtering. And, uh, think you're going to die. Anybody ever been there? Been there, done that? Yeah. The enemy's like, don't ever turn your back on the enemy. All of our warfare is in the front. We have nothing built in the back for retreat. But I've had people go, well, I don't need to worry about him. I'm going to do it. No, no. Never turn your back. Because when you turn your back on him, he's going to attack you hard. And when you, when you let your guard down, he's going to attack you hard. And listen, when he attacks you, he's going to have a lot of other voices that are louder than the word of God. Pastor, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I, I know what I'm talking about. I've done this for 30 years. I know what I'm talking about. I've had good, solid Christians who know the word of God are in my office and they're weeping and they're crying and, and, and they have forgotten every part of the word of God in that moment. They're spitting and sputtering. They're, they're gasping for spiritual air. They're not going to make it. And all of a sudden I've got to remind them 
That Jesus Christ has come and destroyed the works of the enemy. He has destroyed every grip the enemy can have upon our mind, upon our body. He has defeated all the things that the enemy may come against us. And wave after wave, the precious power and the flow of the Holy Spirit can come into our life. And we've got to get ready because the enemy's going to come in like a flood. But when he does, God will raise up a standard of holiness against him. God will protect us. But we've got to hear the loudest voice. And the loudest voice has got to be the Word of God. It's got to be the Word of God. We can't lean on Grandpa and Grandma's words. We can't lean on Dr. Phil or Oprah's words. We can't lean on the, the housewives of wherever they're from. We've got to lean on the Word of God. Hebrews 2.14 says, Since the children have flesh and blood, He too shared in their humanity, so that by His death, He might break the power of Him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil. Is it any plainer than that? Jesus came in the flesh to do what? Break the power. Of him who holds the power of death. Listen, we are children of God today. The loudest voice cannot be the enemy. I know, but pastor, here's what I'm feeling. Hmm. Do we live by our feelings? But, but pastor, here's what I'm sensing. We know we spiritualize. Here's what I'm sensing. Well, your sensor needs to get fixed. Because you need to know that you know that you know. You've got to go back to the Word of God. We are living in dark times. Dark days are right now. I mean, here's, here's what I uh, liken it to. Whenever Jesus was, was crucified on Friday, He died and was buried, right? And we all get excited about Sunday because that's when He was resurrected, right? But what happened on Saturday? The in-between time. Well, we know that, that Jesus went down to the pits of hell and preached the truth and the gospel and he set at liberty some who were held captive, who received the gospel. He broke those locks and set them free. But those who were living on the earth did not know all that was happening. So those who were living on the earth, all the disciples, they're thinking, all hope is gone. There, there are no more, any sermons going to be preached by Jesus, no more miracles, no more healings. Their relationship had gotten severed. They had gotten scattered. Some of them were hiding because he's dead. Sunday hasn't happened yet. And I think today we're kind of back in those dark in-between days. Jesus has been resurrected. He has ascended into heaven. He has sent the Holy Spirit. And he has said, I am coming again. In the same way you see me leave, I'm coming back. So he left, and he's coming back. And there's a lot of stuff going on up there, getting ready, but we don't see it. And sometimes while we're living in this in-between, we, we have questions like this. I know he's coming, but when? I've heard that preach my whole life, haven't you? I, I know that, that he's going to make things better, but when? And sometimes in the middle of all this, the scriptures can feel very empty. You ever been there? I've read them. And they just kind of fall on the ground. 
Man, the enemy's got my feelings all messed up, got my sensor all messed up. I'm, I'm spinning around. I'm spitting and sputtering. He caught me off guard, hit me with a road wave. You know what helps me? I thank God for helping me. You know what will help you and me? Somebody else come alongside of you and go, I know it may be a dark day today, but there's a light shining. You've got to get your eyes fixed on the light and not the darkness. Because what you see may not be what it really is. I, I've seen a lot of things that weren't what it was. I mean, there were two men on the road to Emmaus, and all of a sudden, a third guy shows up, and the third guy's clueless. He has no idea what's been happening. So they're like, where's this guy been? He's been under a rock? Well, yeah, I've been in a rock. What's the, he doesn't even know about it. So they have to tell him about all the things that are happening. And they're seeing this clueless guy who knows nothing. But that wasn't who that was really there, was it? What they were seeing was not what was reality. And all of a sudden when they were eating and then he was gone, they're like, oh, wait a minute. Didn't something burn within us? Wasn't there something different? Because they were going by sight, not by faith. And today, we get a lot of times in our lives when we're spitting and sputtering and the voice of the enemy gets real loud. He gets right up in your face and he's yelling and screaming at you. And all of a sudden, we, we get our feelings and, and we're broken down and we're weak. We need somebody to come walk alongside of us where there's something burning inside of them. It's the Word of God. Jeremiah said there's a Word and it's shut up in my bones and it's like a fire. If I don't tell somebody about the living Word of God, about its power, he came to destroy all the works of the devil. He has come and set us free from the fierceness of death. He's come to give me life in abundance. I need somebody with that burden in their soul today to wake me up and to realize I'm a child of the king. I've got a purpose. I've got a future. I've got a hope. And what I see is not what is reality. Come on. we got to get this thing amped up. Hallelujah. Pastor, here's the facts. Well, I got another roll of facts for you today. Listen, we've got to train for trials. You've got to be ready for the road waves. In the ocean, they have this thing called a riptide. You ever heard of that? You don't really see it. All of a sudden, you just feel it. It'll pull you out. And they tell you, don't fight it. Well, that's easy. Until you get in it. And then when you're in it, your natural response is to do what? Fight it. They tell you to swim parallel to the shore. Don't try to swim straight into the shore. Well, I've been in a riptide before. And my first response was straight to the shore. You know why? My mind has not been trained. I don't stay at the beach very much. I don't live at the beach. I'm not one of those surfer dudes like that there. They know immediately when they get a, a riptide immediately, they just go parallel. Don't panic. No big deal. I panicked. I started trying to, to get stronger than it, and it was wearing me down. And then I realized I need to swim parallel. And I relaxed my mind. I relaxed my body. I swam parallel about 50 feet and got out. I wished I had been trained better for that. 
We need to be trained today for trials because you are going to have trials. You've got to get your muscles, you've got to get your body, your mind trained to automatically respond in a moment. I played a lot of sports and there's a lot of drills that we did and I thought, well, those are senseless drills. That, that, why are we doing this? We're just wasting time. We should be doing this or that. I played basketball, and, and for the first two months in basketball, we never saw a basketball. How do you play basketball without a basketball? But we were training our minds and training our bodies to react to certain things and to move to certain places so we didn't have to think about it. If our coach did things by color, so when he hollered red, we knew immediately where we went to go. Didn't have to think about it. Red was full core press, massive pressure on the enemy, our adversary. We had all these colors. And you didn't have to think. You just went to your spot and, and did your thing because we were trained. We had muscle memory. There's been times where I'll go up for a shot, I'll get fouled, and I, I just do flick this, and it goes in. It's like, why? Because that's what my body's trained to do when I have a collision. That's what I'm doing. As soon as I feel contact, I'm shooting. I don't care what it looks like. Because I want free throws. I like free stuff, don't you? And God has given us a free gift of salvation. Take it. I like free. And so we've got to be trained. And we've got to be trained spiritually. Listen, in Oklahoma, you can't wait till the tornadoes are block over and go, I'm going to go dig a tornado shelter. It's a little late. You, you better have done that when the weather's pretty, when it's sunshine. We've got to get ready. The Bible talks about this. It said there's some men who built different foundations. And one was sand and all these. And he said, but there was one who was built up on the rock. And when the wave after wave after wave of sorrow and sorrow and sorrow and sorrow came in his life, he stood strong because he was up on the rock, which was Christ Jesus. He was not moved by what he saw. He was not moved by what he felt because his rock was Jesus Christ. He stood Firm. Listen today, church. we got a lot of churches that, that are caught up in the winds and the waves. We've got churches that are getting hit by road waves and destroying them left and right. It is time for the mighty men and women of God to get amped up, to declare once again that Jesus Christ is Lord. There is no other way to heaven but through the door of Jesus Christ. It is free, but you got to walk in. He'll change your life. He'll give you help. He'll give you hope. He'll give you joy. He'll give you peace. He'll give you strength in the midst of everything. But you live by faith, not by sight. You live by faith, not by feeling, not by senses. But you live by the one true word of God. And we've got to get that amped up in our pulpits again. Hallelujah. We've got to train for this. We've got to get ready for this. We've got everything in the pulpit but the Word of God today. And people are living, hearing other voices and trying to go through hard times listening to the wrong voice. We've got to allow God to get us trained. 
And then when we go through it, we've got to allow God to use our pain. Absolutely. Give God all the glory. I can only give God glory for all the things I've been through. If it had been my own strength, I would have failed many times. There have been times where my flesh man rises up and wants to do something. I'm not the smallest guy in the world. And there's been times where that old man wants to get up out of that grave I put him in years ago and, and, and wants to ball up the fist and wants to get mad. And, and the old man wants to put some thoughts in my mind. Well, here's, I, here's what any man would do, Pastor. And you're a man, ain't you? Yeah, I'm a man. Well, here's what any red-blooded American man would do. I go, yeah, but is that what any red-blooded child of God would do? Is that what any red-blooded, blood-covered, blood-washed man or woman of God would do? No, it's not. I gotta listen. I gotta give amplitude to the right voice because there's a lot of voices coming in your heads. There's a lot of of noise going on. And we've got to allow God. We've got to give testimony. We've, we've got to allow God to get the victory and, and give Him all the glory and, and say, hey, listen, the only way I got through this was because of the grace and mercy of God. The grace and the mercy of God. We don't come along and go, well, I tell you what, here's what I did. And, and, I, I, and if the first thing wasn't pray, we're already messed up. The first has got to be pray. My house should be called a house of prayer. Secondly is the word. What does the word of God say? A lot of us don't even know what it says today in this world we're living in. And if Google can't answer it, we don't know what the answer is. I don't know if any of you have ever watched this secular movie or not. The Lord of the Rings, to me, I couldn't watch all of it because it was just too long. Right? Just too long. But I did see a part of it. To where Gandalf was up in the tower and he jumps out and an eagle comes along, swoops him up, carries him off to safety. And as I was watching that, I was like, Lord, what a... The voice I'm hearing from this, I got to tell you, I, I want to see God in everything. And so the voice I was hearing from this was, hey, pastor, if you can just jump out of your tower of safety and trust me, I will lift you up higher than your tower ever thought can lift you up. I will lift you up higher than your own abilities could ever get you. I think today we, it's time for the church to once again cue the eagle, don't you? That, that we need to jump out our towers of, well, if this is the safe thing to do. Then, and this is what my flesh tells me to do. And this is what my mind says. We need to jump out of the tower of our humanity and say, all my trust is in you, Father. I jump out today because they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And they will soar on the wings like an eagle. 
Listen today, we, we've got to stop listening to the voices and say, oh, just stay in the tower of humanity. Stay in the tower of safety. Stay in that place to where something that you've built. No, no, no. I want to go where God has prepared something for me. I want to fly higher than I've ever flown before. I want to see things from a different perspective than I've ever seen it before. I want God to give me the eyes like he did Paul. Hey, I know a guy. I got a guy who was translated, who saw things from a different view. I want to see life that way, don't you? I want to trust God to lift me up no matter how hard it gets. Those who hope in the Lord. Where's your hope today? Where is it? I'm asking really, where is your hope today? If it's anywhere else but God, you're going to fail. If your hope is in the Lord, He will renew your strength. You can get weary as all get out of this world, can't you? I get worn out every week. I love Wednesday nights. I get revived, refreshed, and renewed every Wednesday night. Last Wednesday night, we sang a song that I sang in my devotion time. I, I said, Lord, I usually don't do this, but it was so much to me, I think it'll mean a lot to the Wednesday night crowd. And here it is. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take Him at His word. I got stuck on that for about an hour. Just to take him at his word. No feelings. No senses. No questioning. No ifs, ands, or buts. Just to rest upon his promise. Just to know the saints of Lord. Man, that gets in your spirit. I don't care what Wall Street is saying or Walmart or any other wall. All I want to know is what is God saying to me? Thus saith the Lord. The prophets of the Old Testament started their sermons like that. I think the ministers of the day ought to start their messages like that. Here's what God is saying to us today. And I say that to PCA. It is time for our voices to get amped up even though we're going through hard times. Don't let the enemy steal your joy. Don't let him steal your peace. Don't let him steal your mercy. Don't let him steal your grace. But in the midst of every obstacle, look at it as an opportunity. This is an opportunity as a greater opportunity to praise my God because He has come in the flesh in humanity so that He will destroy all the effects of the devil upon my life. Hallelujah. I am born again, washed in the blood, filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, and the devil has no authority in my life. No authority in my home, no authority on my job, no authority in my family. Hallelujah. That is the voice that needs to get amped up. That is the voice that needs to get loud today. Psalm 73, 26 says, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. <laughs> Woo, forever! 
Hallelujah. There are times when my flesh and my heart will fail me. But here's what I feel like doing. <laughs> Hallelujah. If I do it in the name of Jesus, it'll be spiritual, right? God is the strength of my heart. That's where my strength is. My portion forever. Wow. And every time I go and face obstacles, I want to tell you my praise gets louder. Louder. It drowns out all the other sounds in my life. And when we go through obstacles, you're going to have a lot of sounds. You'll even have Christians come along to you and be like Job's wife. <laughs> you ever had Christians? Listen, my wife and I have gone through some hard times. We've had Christians, people in the church come up to us and go, Well, this must be the will of God. What? I just want to my flesh tell them, Devil? You're not helping me. I need somebody to come along and give me what God's word says. He was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of your peace was upon him, and by his stripes you are healed. I need somebody to come along and amp up a voice of positivity, a voice of the word of God. Not come along and go, well, now, Pastor, we, we, we just can't expect God to do everything. Well, yeah, I do. I do expect God to do everything. I do expect God to do anything. I expect God to show up and do the improbable and the impossible. Because that's what God does. When Jesus was at the tomb of Lazarus, the Bible says he groaned. In the Greek, it means this. He made the sounds like the snorting of a horse. You ever heard a horse snort? Brother Lazarus is dead. It's the effect of sin. It's the effect of death. And I came to destroy the works of sin. I came to destroy the works of death. I'm mad at the devil. I'm mad at death. I'm mad at the effects. He's taking my brother. I tell you what I'm fixing to do. I'm not going to just think about it. I'm going to amp up my voice. Lazarus, come forth. Come on. It's time for the church to rise up. Wednesday night we realize we're holy. 
Hallelujah. I am holy, holy, holy. Because my Father is holy. And He made me holy. I am the head and not the tail. I'm the owner, not the gleaner. I'm the one who crushes the enemy's head with my foot. You see, we let the enemy get right up in our face. Oh, you're not who you say you are. The, the God's going to fail you. He's going to leave you. He's going to forsake you. He's going to just tell you. He's going to kick you down. And he's going to make you weak, weak, weak. You don't know what happened what you know. He gets right in your face, man. It's right in your face. And he talks smack. He's got a good game going. He's done this for thousands of years. He's a professional. And the Bible says every word that comes out of his mouth, every word, I want you to hear this, every word, there's not one word that he can speak that is truth. Every word is a lie. Every word is a lie. And every word that is in God's mouth Every word is truth. Whether you feel like it, whether it seems like it, or not. Truth. 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 And today I've tried to preach to you nothing but the truth. The word of God. And I love this word. It is the only thing in my life that I know will never, 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 never change. I've changed. Society changes. Hey, churches have changed. This will never change. And so this morning, I know you face obstacles. We all do. We all do. It's not whether or not we're going to face them. It's what are we going to hear in the middle of that fight? They always talk Message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.